Hello, coffee lovers and avid readers. Welcome to Olive's Radio at Olive's Cafe, where we can enjoy music while talk about all things arts and humanities. Now, before we get started, I wanted to announce that if you haven't yet, please check out my blog, olivescafeblog.com. I just recently posted an article called Coming to Terms Part 1, and Part 2 will be posted next Friday, August 13th. Also, next Saturday, I will be talking about our theme of the month, which is culture. Um, I must I must present to you some trigger warnings because this topic is a bit sensitive, as it will as it may trigger some listeners um, as I uh, have as I as I host this session. Um, so, <clears throat> warning: this session will include some mentions of psychological disorders and some type of crime and injustice. If you feel very uncomfortable with the topic at hand, please, I would advise that you do not continue to listen to this podcast. And if you want, you can also continue to listen to the uh, recent podcasts, in which will be available on Spotify, as well as Anchor. And all you have to do is uh, look up Olive's Radio by Catherine Oliver. That's me. And let's get right to... Oh! Listener discretion is advised. Okay, let's get right into it. So this month's genre will be about thriller. And the reason why I decided on thriller is because before, I it was going to be classics. But I felt that classic was too broad and it was just going to be all over the place. As there's so many classical works, but I wanted to be more specific when it comes to our monthly genres. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I decided on Thriller because, eh, why not? <laughs> um, and it's also a, a, a genre that I wanted to explore a little bit more, especially since I've been reading a couple of books um, that falls under the Thriller genre. Um, so, let me ask you this. What do you, what do you think of, what do you think about this genre, Thriller? I mean, when we go to the movies or when we read a book or when we watch a television show, how do you feel when something is about to happen, even though it hasn't happened yet and it's not presented it as such, but you get these different hints and clues that something is about to happen? Like, do you feel excited? Do you feel scared? Do you feel anxious? Anticipated? I mean, what do you feel? Do you feel that your skin is about to crawl off of your bones as something is as something is about to happen behind that door or within that tunnel or when when a family member gets taken away from you or when that person that main character ends up switching into a whole different character? And that mainly happens in a thriller. So all these things that you're feeling, all these emotions, are basically being induced by thriller. And what's great about these creators when they create create thriller stories is that they use certain clues as you know vocabulary words to induce these emotions. So that way they can draw you in and it gets you, like it grabs you and you can't help but sit there and witness everything that's happening right in front of your eyes or when you're reading a type of literature. <clears throat> and
And just so you know, from when I was doing like a brief research on the genre, that its main job is to induce strong feelings you've never felt before in real life on a daily basis. Like, for example, do you really feel fear every single day? And if you do, what what are you scared of? Or what are you excited about? Like, when you go ziplining, that brings on excitement but fear. But that's because of the risk that you're going through. You're going ziplining with just a rope and you're about to swing from point A to point B. And, you, you know, you may never know. The rope may snap. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm about to fall. But you put in that faith where you're going to go across that cliff and land safely, right? And what's thrilling about it and what's exciting is because it's something that you've never felt before and it's something that you may never have done before. Um, so it, it, it just draws you in and it closes you in until you find that destination, you know? <clears throat> and it's... And it's really found in a lot of literature, and it's really found in a lot of pop culture, and it's also similar to horror, action, and mystery, in which they induce really, really raw feeling coming from the audience, you know? Now, the major difference between thriller, mystery, suspense, and horror, it's that it's just... It, it, it induces certain feelings, right? It's the feelings. There's a difference. So with horror, it does similar things that thriller does, but the difference is that um, it's it uses supernatural elements, and instead of excitement, it also induces disgust. Like, when you see a lot of gore, in, diff in different horror movies or when you see like demons with very abnormal and, and disgusting look and it's amazing because whoever designed those looks they just do a fantastic job inducing that these types of um, feelings and <clears throat> and you don't really find a lot of curses when it comes to thrillers you mainly find that in horror because it's a supernatural element um but there's some really good examples that fall under the genre thriller which is like uh in literature there's robert louis stevenson's the strange case of dr jekyll and mr hyde in which dr jekyll is creating this potion he's very mentally ill and he wants to create, he's creating this potion that's going to suppress his immoral urges. Although he's not aware that he has dissociative disorder that, <clears throat> that it, it only comes out just because he brought that potion. So everything goes wrong. So instead of, instead of that potion and suppress, instead of that potion suppressing his immoral urges or suppressing him something deep inside him it brings it out and therefore turning him into Mr. Hyde um, there's also Edgar Allan Poe's short stories um, one of them being the cask of uh, Amontillado in 
they both authors use certain vocabularies which it's going to give you the jitters basically it's gonna cause goosebumps on on your skin where you're like oh my gosh what's gonna happen next oh is, is something gonna pop out and it's like it it messes with your it messes with your brain because it's like you don't know what's gonna happen and you don't know what's going to come out from behind door number one so and you can say that it's thrilling it's really thrilling that you're about to anticipate something and it's so some and it's something so unexpected because you didn't expect that to happen and there's usually people that say oh I know what I know that's gonna happen but then you never know who's doing it or who's done it and then you're like okay that was ironic so it I mean that's how I that's how I view thriller and that's how I see when it comes to like you know movies and books and television when I'm seeing when I'm witnessing things happening and all of a sudden it's something I've never expected or it's someone that I'd never expected and I'm like oh my goodness how does that happen how and I have all kinds of questions that are popping up in my mind until it gets to the end where there's a lot of clarity and I'm thinking Whoa, that's wow. <laughs> um, so, and you know, it comes down to three types of thriller. So, there's psychological thriller, in which basically touches on psychological disorders like dissociative identity disorder, um, or which is or split personality, psychopaths, like. One of the great examples of psycho thrillers would be um, Psycho and Bates Motel, which those two are, they're basically one story. So Bates Motel is a prelude to Psycho, in which looks at the life of Norman as a teenager. And, you know, when you first see Norman, you see this kind, caring, protective teenager that would... You know, and you just you just end up loving him, and you feel bad because all these things are happening throughout the show. But then the moment he blacks out, and he basically doesn't remember what happened. But the moment he passes out, or the moment that he blacks out, he turns out to be a psychotic killer. Um, and <clears throat> that's where you see that's where you see where he demonstrates. Um, a split personality and I don't know if anybody was able to get it if, or if anybody has ever watched either Bates Motel or Psycho but what lives inside Norman's head is his mother Norma so of course hit when he blacks out he turns into Norma and which is basically pointing fingers saying all women are bad Oh, you see that woman? You should not be talking to. Why are you talking to her? You should be only talking to me. Even though, yeah, his mom was overly protective, but she is nothing like Norman would imagine her. It, it he basically over-exaggerates a little bit about his mother when it comes to his mind, and and it reminds me of like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, where he also has a split personality, where it's like. 
he's one moment he's one character, the next he's a different character. And that shows a great example of the main character being both the protagonist and the antagonist. And usually when we talk about protagonist and antagonist, um, antagonists are very complex. They're very complex, char complex characters in which they can either be a character supporting the protagonist or the character that goes against the protagonist. So it, it gets very complex. But in this case, is the is the character being the protagonist and the antagonist in which he or she himself or they, they themselves get in the way of accomplishing something that they want. And it creates this challenge and this conflict and it it basically hurts the people around them, not just themselves. And besides psychological thriller, there's crime thriller in which touches on topics like murder, drugs, kidnapping, uh, robbery, a mistaken identity, and that happens all the time when it comes to like uh, crime TV shows, uh, crime movies, uh, mystery and suspense, and like for example the movie Taken um, with that movie the father has to rescue his daughter in, while she's touring in Europe because she ended up getting kidnapped and the thrill is like oh my gosh he has to get there on time before they ship her out oh my goodness and <clears throat> and it's it's like it's you're anticipating his next move yeah, I mean, we all get that he will end up rescuing her at the end of the day. But what's happening between that journey is that you're anticipating his next move. Where is he going to go? Who is he going to meet? Uh, what answers will he get? And it's it builds on anticipation. It builds on fears like, oh my gosh, if he doesn't make it on time, what will happen to her? And you won't even know the answer until the very end. And that thrills the audience. And that's why the audience members end up saying, oh my gosh, that movie is fantastic. Did you see how he was able to rescue his daughter or how he knocked out that guy or how he, ooh, he tortured that guy like crazy. I didn't expect him to do that. But he's a man of many truths, right? So it's like the character is, build, is inducing these feelings as he moves and rescues his daughter. And with Bates Motel, you're anticipating, like, what's what's next? I mean, he murdered that teacher, but he doesn't remember. Huh. Wow. And then he ends up having conversations with his mom, even though towards the end, well, you know what his mom, you know what, what happens with his mom. I mean, if you've seen Bates Motel and Psycho, well, Psycho, here's the thing with Psycho. We don't know if his mother was killed. That's the thing. <laughs> Sorry for the spoiler if you haven't seen it yet. But in Bates Motel, like, he commits suicide with his mom. But the thing is that he doesn't, he survives. Well, she didn't. But in Psycho, we don't know what happened to his mother. We just know that she's dead. I mean... And, he, and she lives rent-free inside of his mind, talking to him. Telling him that he shouldn't be doing anything with any woman or anybody for that matter. It's like living, it's like somebody living inside the mind. That's psychological thriller. With crime thriller, 
um, that you know was taken, as well as Breaking Bad. And I actually finished watching Breaking Bad a long time ago, and I must tell you, whoa, that show is so intense, and I saw why a lot of people were very, very intrigued with that show. And I'm like, are you guys stupid? You're, and all he talks about is, um, all he talks about is, oh, I'm doing this for the family, I'm doing this for the family. And, like, his wife, his ex-wife was like, if I hear that one more time, in reality, he was doing it for himself because he finds do, it's distributing crystal meth thrilling. It brings him the thrill, it brings him the, the excitement. You know, he's going through his crisis, his personal crisis, and, you know, all he wanted to do is earn enough money for him and his wife to, and his family to, you know, thrive on. And it turns out he just, he just enjoys it. And I'm like, how can you enjoy all of that? I don't have the spine to do any of that. And I'm just, whoa. I never anticipated any of the, uh, like, I was... Everything was unexpected about that show. Um, and so I haven't seen Split yet, and I really want to see Split now, because after going through, you know, my, my mini research on Thriller, it makes me want to look at, at, at Split, because I've heard that it's a great movie from some people, and I now I, now I want to see it. I may end up seeing it. I don't know when, but I will. <laughs> Um, and there's another one that I really, really liked, um, in terms of literature, and that's Lisa Jewell's The Family Upstairs. I love that book. The, every time I turn that page, something else happens, and it's usually in the perspective of the older brother, of the, um, of the eldest brother, and I'm like, what is going on? Who are these people that they just invited? What happened to his little sister? Wait a minute. So the the the, the main character of that oh my goodness. Uh if you haven't yet, please go read The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. It's so well written and I was and I was so intrigued by that book that during the book club that I participated in, the discussion was like, it was intense, but I really liked it a lot, and I can't wait to read more of her books, because she she's an excellent thriller writer, I, in my opinion, in my opinion, um, and then it comes to like mystery thriller, in which you're trying to fit the puzzles in order to find the answers to this unsolved mystery. Um, and everything that they're trying to solve is like, it always comes, it comes with a negative consequence. Like, who killed this person? I think the, 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 uh, the perfect example of a mystery thriller would be, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo, um, story. Whoa! No wonder there's like multiple parts because it's always, there's that one unsolved mystery and trying to find that family member that that just disappeared and no one knows what happened to her and trying to fit the puzzles 
as if you were there or as if the journalist was there and you're wondering what happened to her what happened to that family where did she go did she die or did she disappear and then you find out towards the end where the answer is like oh she's been alive the whole time it was her sister that ended up but then you find out that there were so many people involved in the, in the disappearance. And you're like, well, I'm like, like, I'm always whistling because of how intense this movie is or this book is. I should be reading the book, not just reading. Okay. Well, I make sure to make a plan to make sure that I read the books because I've seen the movies, the trilogy, and I'm always on my toes. But the books, I bet that the book would would just grab me and just not, never let me leave at all. Because, let me tell you, it, it's, it's an intriguing story and i really love to get more into it. Especially since I would one day want to write a thriller story. Um, and since I find out that it touches, like psychological thrillers, it, ta- it, it touches on like this... Uh, uh, psychological disorders in which by the way I don't take that as a joke at all it's something serious it's um I've seen um clinical clinical cases with a with a former friend of mine where she was studying psychology and oh it's I I wonder how people who study psychology keep a level head because it is such a an intensive subject to touch on and I don't know how you guys are able to keep it together I would have been driven mad I would even need my own therapist for that matter you know and and that's how I find thrillers so important when it comes to you know when it comes to print and film because when it comes to thriller, thriller exa- excites audiences. That's their main purpose. It allows the audience to feel all these emotions that they never felt before when it when it's on a daily basis. Like who gets who who's who gets scared every day? And usually people do get scared every day because we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. And usually it's either exciting or it's frightening. And, you know, that that much is true. And, you know, we all anticipate tomorrow, but we don't know what it's going to bring. So, but in the case of thriller, in fiction work, in fictional work, of course, everything's going to be over-exaggerated because it's going to induce, if you're going to induce excitement or induce fear bring in a look bring in a little an, a, a little exaggeration um and i was watching brain games one time and it was talking about like horror films or thriller films in which there's this sound that is so silent yet we somehow listen to it in which once we do as we're watching a film Something's happening to our hearts. Something's happening to our skins. And just right when the moment starts to pop up, you're like, you're sitting still. And you're like, okay, what's going on? And then, boom, 
it, it happens and you're like, oh my god, I did not expect that to happen. What's going on? Like, for example, you are you and your friends are going to stay at a haunted house, which is typical, you know, in typical in some typical horror films. Um you're gonna stay inside your house. Stay inside a house and it's completely empty. But all the doors are closed. Doors are closed. Nothing thrilling about that, right? But what are behind those doors? Why are they closed? I mean, what is behind those doors? And then you hear knocks on one of the door on one of the doors. And it continues to knock. And you can't help but say hello. Hello? And then it continues to knock. And you keep screaming hello. All of a sudden, your heart starts to race. And then you start to develop goosebumps. Your skin is about to crawl from your from your body. Your heart continues to race. And it continues to knock. When there's no one inside the house. And then the door flies open. And nothing's there. What was behind that door that was knocking? Could it be that it's inside your mind? Or could it be that there's someone else behind that door? But you don't see them. How thrilling is that? Well, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for coming to Olive Radio at Olive's Cafe. I hope that it was thrilling enough. <laughs> and don't forget, next week I will be talking about culture for the month. And I also have set I have set a schedule so that way I'm on top of it and making sure that I stay on schedule. Then you can find that at olivescafeblog.com. Um, it could be under Olive's Radio. And don't forget to check out all my content on Olive's Radio uh, Olive's Cafe. Uh, mainly I just touch on arts and humanities and that's basically it. And if you have any thoughts, please don't forget to like and comment and say however you feel whenever you're reading my comments, uh, content. And I hope that you like and you find it thrilling. Thank you so much for tuning in at Olive's Radio at Olive's Cafe. Enjoy your coffee artistically.